0: This is the calm before the storm. In the UK, government advisers such as Ferguson, one of the individuals who ignored their government's rules, are saying that the worst is over. Ferguson has been quoted as saying that the so-called pandemic will be over and done by October. Other advisers and experts say it's going to get worse before it gets even worse than worse. The so-called experts at Imperial College London, where Ferguson plays with his abacus, have warned Johnson that more than 115,800 people will die in a year if lockdown restrictions were lifted. I love the precision of the forecast. More than 115,800 will die, not more than 115,700 or 115,900 you note. Know I could make this stuff up all day long and so could you. Imperial College has a sort of forecasting record that would embarrass a racecourse tipster with the DTs, but they still have the gall to claim that they can be precise in their forecasts to the 100. These people seem to me to be like the Met Office who tell us what the weather's going to be like in a generation or two's time, but don't convince me they can tell us what the weather was like yesterday. And the Academy of Medical Colleges says that the NHS is rather under unprecedented pressure and that COVID-19 will get worse. For a day or two, the problems are threatening only in countries far away. For example, consider North Korea. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is widely regarded as being a dangerous lunatic. People who take pop tunes into North Korea are executed. Anyone who listens to them gets 15 years in a slave camp. But things look as if they're about to get even worse for the North Koreans. There's talk that citizens there are going to be put under house arrest and forced to stay in their own homes, and it's rumoured that perfectly healthy citizens in North Korea may be forced to wear face masks for no good reason at all. There's even suggestions that relatives in North Korea may be banned from hugging one another, as if any leader in the world would do that. As far as I know there's not yet any talk of forcing healthy citizens there to submit to a dangerous experimental injection that even governments admit his killing or maiming hundreds of thousands. Clearly only a madman would introduce such oppressive and pointless laws. Here in the UK, the nation's first totalitarian government promised faithfully that the experimental Covid-19 jabs would not be mandatory, and that there would be no discrimination between the jabbed and the unjabbed. But, as it has become steadily clearer that the Covid-19 jabs are probably the most useless and dangerous man-made products in history, So the rules have changed and it's become steadily clearer that the politicians who made the promises were lying. Gosh, what a surprise. A British politician called Gove says that people who won't be vaccinated are selfish. And even more absurd, someone called Theresa Coffey, who's apparently a cabinet minister, says that people who don't take the jab are scared. That goes alongside the Queen's mindlessly reassuring comment that it doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt until 10 minutes later when you lose all control of your limbs or fall down dead with a heart attack. Boris Johnson, the worst Prime Minister since paper-waving Chamberlain, has urged the the use of vaccine passports, a useful replacement for the ID cards we all rejected. And the good news for the injected with their special little passports is that they can now go to the airport, wait six hours to be processed, and then travel to El Salvador, Gabon, Guadapol, South Sudan or Kosovo on holiday. Of course, they may not be able to come back without a lengthy stay in a grotty airport hotel at both ends, but let's not be gloomy. This is obviously a great breakthrough for those dreaming of an exciting two week stay on top of the accursed mountains in the center of the Balkans. Few people know that Kosovo's had five presidents since the 4th of April 2021 so that'll be a good talking point on eventually returning home. The injected deserve this perk because once pathogenic priming gets going many of them will be dead or moribund before Christmas. They'll try anything won't they rather than admit that the experimental Covid-19 jabs are the most toxic medical creation since arsenic was used as a remedy for stomach problems In recent years, in the United States and the UK, vaccines have killed far more people than terrorists. I'm I'm including 9-11. The fact checkers can spend all week checking that, I'm right. Allowing the experimentally vaccinated special privileges is absurd and increasingly so. There's even a plan to give the jabbed £100 to spend, a bribe. You might call it it's possible that those who've been jabbed are dangerous to themselves and to the other and to others no one knows and the jab as we know may not stop people getting or spreading anything the cdc in america says fully vaccinated people spread the delta variant and should wear masks with all the facts available you'd have to be a bbc employee or mentally deficient in some way perhaps through wearing a mask for too long and suffering the inevitable dementia, to believe that we're in the middle of a pandemic. The only pandemic is a pandemic of coincidences, as the COVID-19 experimental jab causes more and more deaths and serious injuries, and politicians, their pet dog advisers, and tame media doctors insist that there have been thousands of coincidences in the last few months. We can see by Bill Gates told governments to give indemnity to the drug companies. Without indemnity, the courts would be clogged with lawsuits brought by injured and bereaved jab victims. And the doctors who'd been jabbing away for money would be behind bars. Incidentally, I expect you'll be pleased to know that Microsoft's Irish arm made a profit of £222 billion last year and didn't pay one penny in tax. Bill Gates and company managed this by doing something clever with Bermuda. The company paid out dividends worth 55 billion last year. You can tell Gates is someone who cares about people and society, can't you? 222 billion in profit and not a penny in tax. That's Bill Gates for you. Incidentally, The Guardian and the BBC both describe Gates, their financial partner, as a philanthropist. I suppose that's better than saying that your financial partner is a tax avoidance specialist. In previous videos I've shown beyond any doubt that the UK government's own figures prove that the Covid-19 is no more deadly than the annual flu. Everything the politicians, the advisers, and the mainstream media tell us is a lie. And now we all know what all those Bilderberger meetings were about. They really were plotting the end of the world. And MPs do what they're told to do, parliaments dominated by cowards, cretins and cryptorchid buffoons, none of whom has an IQ higher than their body temperature. And who'd vote for anyone who offered them a free bag of sweets and a bottle of pop. The politicians ignore their own rules because they know none of it is real. And now they're tightening the noose and trying to finish us off. The uk government has murdered most of the care home residents so now they're going to kill the staff by forcing them to take an experimental jab that's never been proved to stop folk catching catching or transmitting covid 19 but which has been proved to kill or injure the perfectly healthy mind you there's a loophole the staff don't have to be jabbed if they're medically exempt loads of people can't have the jab because they had an anaphylactic shock in the past and in many cases those incidents aren't recorded on their medical records. It's important to think back and see if you might have had a serious reaction to a vaccination in the past. The vulnerable and the elderly have been instructed not to mix with other people, presumably so that no one will notice when they're killed off by the jab. The lonely must remain lonely in our new wonderful Schwab-designed world. It's an inconvenient fact that the UK leads the way in COVID-19 jabs and now has more daily COVID cases than the entire EU. In India, those who haven't, who aren't jabbed have to wear humiliating signs around their necks. In the UK, pubs are told that to increase the vaccine update among the young, it should be compulsory to demand certificates in bars, restaurants and clubs. Joe Biden's White House is asking phone companies to monitor private text messages to look for what they call vaccine misinformation but what rational people would call vaccine truths why anyone should be surprised that this is a puzzle they've been listening to phone calls and reading emails for longer than tony blair's been a war criminal they just listen out for telltale words and phrases which tell them that you're a threat use a word with a vowel in it and they mark you down as a threat to the new world order key words they regard as a threat and which you must be careful about are peace freedom honesty and ivermectin most of the spies at GCHQ in the UK think Ivermectin is a Welsh renegade living in a caravan in Aberystwyth. In Ireland, a 66-year-old grandmother, the very sort of person governments claim to be trying to save, but in practice the sort they've been murdering in cold blood, was jailed for 90 days for having the good sense not to wear a face mask. She presumably knows that the evidence proves that wearing a face mask does more harm than good. Incidentally, no one who doesn't want cancer, or who has had cancer, should never ever wear a mask. Masks result in hypoxia, low blood oxygen, and that encourages cancer cells to grow or to spread. Mask wearers will be more likely to develop cancer, and if they've ever had it, more likely to suffer metastases. The BBC doesn't tell you about that, does it? The other day the Daily Mirror claimed that we in Britain have much to be proud of, our history, our courage and our respect for our elders. Oh yes, well we're destroying our history, most of the nation's cowards and will stick their heads in a bucket of porridge if they're told to do so by a TV doctor. And our government is killing off the elderly as fast as they can. Malta won't accept tourists who've been jabbed, who haven't shot at least two million migrating songbirds probably what the Maltese do to songbirds by the way is sickening beyond belief when I first exposed this many many years ago I received a serious death threat which was investigated by Interpol for months Heathrow is alleged to be fast tracking the vaccinated in preference to the intelligent and publicans who want to close permanently are apparently introducing vaccine passport requirements in a sort of mad commercial suicide. The official line is that this should be done to increase the injection uptake among the up to uptake among the young who might not otherwise die soon enough. The British Medical Journal published a paper about mandatory experimental jabs for care home workers. The authors promise that quote Vaccination protects individuals from COVID-19 and reduces the risk of transmission of disease to others, close quote. A promise which surprised me because even the NHS, the great betrayer, is cautious about making such a claim. The BMJ article references that quote with a paper which begins with the words, quotes, This article has not been peer-reviewed. It reports new medical research that has yet to be evaluated and so should not be used to guide clinical practice, close quotes. The word "not" is emphasized. The pro-pandemic loonies always sneer at any paper which hasn't been peer-reviewed. But when it's convenient, well, whatever floats your sinking boat. Not yet peer-reviewed research, which has not yet been done, will surely show that 97% of those wearing masks are being jabbed—virtue-signaling, bedwetting numpties. Talking of which, Chris Whitty, the heart-throb of the mask manufacturers, and Patrick Valance. The GSK's best-known and most well-situated former drug company executive and big-time private shareholder both say they will continue to wear face coverings. They say they'll wear them as a common courtesy if someone is uncomfortable. Well, I find that masks make me uncomfortable to look at. I never worn one. So I hope Whitty and Valance will remove their masks if we're unlucky enough to bump into one another in the street. The British Medical Association, the trade union and the patient's enemy is calling for face masks to stay and for new ventilation standards to continue. Doors and windows open whatever the weather. Local mayors and transport chiefs are talking of making masks compulsory and there's no talk of exemptions. So many travellers will be worse off than they were when masks were enforced under the law. Union leaders, who have all become world experts on things about which they know as much as I know about synchronised swimming, Warn that workers will be at risk if face masks are dropped and the government in the UK wants a longer school day so that children will have to wear their masks for seven or eight hours at a time and will become demented slightly sooner. The science proves, let me remind you, that masks do more harm than good and that the hypoxia they cause will lead to an increase in deaths. My book on masks is available free on both my websites. Download it. Send it off to everyone you know. It's worth remembering, by the way, that in March 2020, the British Medical Journal published a letter pointing out that flu shots could have contributed to the COVID-19 outbreak. The author reports that a randomised placebo-controlled trial in children showed that flu shots increased fivefold the risk of acute respiratory infections caused by a group of viruses, including coronaviruses. The argument was that flu vaccines might alter our immune systems to increase susceptibility susceptibility to other infections. Before the so-called fact-checkers get excited, they should look at the letter which was published in the British Medical Journal way back on the 28th of February 2020. I haven't seen that news on the BBC But I hear from an insider that their staff have been taking a good deal of time off work because they're all attending reading and writing classes, which is nice. The FDA has warned that that the Johnson & Johnson jab is linked to autoimmune disease, but no one with a government pension gives a damn. How many times do we have to share the truth before someone listens? Where are all the lawyers when you need one? What about some pro bono litigation? Meanwhile, as the number of people dying on waiting lists soars into the many millions, doctors in the NHS glow in the receipt of the George Cross. And so doctors and nurses now make it clear where their loyalty lies. Consultants are threatening industrial action because they want more money. At least their industrial action is not about pensions this time. The Royal College of Nursing is considering a strike ballot as nurses demand a pay rise of 12.5% all this will push up waiting lists to the point where anyone needing life-saving surgery will be lucky to to be seen before the next millennium is underway. In hospitals all over the country elective operations are being cancelled partly to help boost the waiting lists and partly because having patients in hospitals is a bloody nuisance which really has to stop. Incidentally a lot of those consultants who are talking about industrial action will, I suspect, be keeping very busy in private hospitals, looking after the patients who can't be seen in the NHS or what's left of the NHS. Public Health England says that 62% of alleged COVID deaths now occur among people who've been jabbed, which should comfort those who haven't bared an arm. And thousands of people are deleting the NHS COVID app, though why they put it on in the first place is a mystery. An official guide is now available telling everyone how to tell the difference between hay fever and COVID, which tells us all we need to know about this deadly disease. Now all we need is an app to tell us the difference between the COVID-19 jab and an infusion of neat paraquat. Delighted by the murderous success of the COVID-19 jab, we learn that the new flu vaccine for the autumn will be another mRNA toxin, which will be given in one arm, while the third COVID jab goes into the other arm. The two will meet somewhere in the middle, and what happens next is anyone's guess. That's not a figure of speech, it's a fact. If they give children an attenuated nasal flu vaccine, some of the attenuated bugs will survive, spread and cause absolute mayhem, especially among the injected and witless. An expert in the United States says there's now no doubt that vaccinated people are helping to spread the Delta variant and a new analysis from a number of British universities has shown that children are at very little risk of becoming severely ill or dying as a result of Covid-19 and that most of those dying had underlying health conditions. The authors of both reports should expect their Wikipedia pages to describe them as former war criminals before the week is out. Myocarditis is now said to be caused by COVID-19, but they only decided that after it became abundantly clear that myocarditis is definitely caused by the COVID-19 jab, and this was decreed damned inconvenient. Suddenly claiming, without bothering to produce any evidence, that myocarditis is caused by COVID-19 is another flimsy piece of pseudoscience being used to confuse and frighten a bewildered public and to cover up and distract from inconvenient truths. I expect the BBC Panorama programme will devote a whole hour to this before the month is out. Who the hell needs evidence when there are so many Bill Gates-sponsored academics wandering around looking for TV cameras? They're going to loosen the lockdown and increase the PCR cycles, which are already at 45 cycles of amplification, which is high enough to get a positive result from a piece of concrete, And within weeks they'll be able to tell us that the disease is taking hold again. And as I predicted months ago, they'll say the flu's coming back. They'll say it's our fault that they have to introduce tough new laws for the autumn. As I've been predicting for months, they'll blame those sensible enough to have refused to be jabbed. Mandatory masks, mandatory jabs, mandatory business closures, mandatory social distancing, a ban on all protests and demonstrations. That's what we can expect as the noose gets tighter and they'll keep all those silly arrows painted on the floor in supermarkets I actually think those arrows are racist and offensive to native North American Indians so what does all this tell us it tells us that the lies are going to keep coming and the truths are going to be suppressed ever harder and we have to fight harder than ever we're all tired but we have to keep sharing the truth whenever we can Print out articles from vernoncommon.org and share them. Send copies of the constantly updated article about vaccine deaths and injuries to MPs, doctors, journalists, teachers, the police and lawyers. Don't be fooled by the calm before the storm. To mix a couple of metaphors, we're in the eye of a hurricane and the noose is tightening. We have to fight harder because we have to win. thank you for watching an old man in a chair please subscribe to my channel on brand new and spread my videos about on other platforms such as BitChute, parlor Brighton, and odyssey gab rumble libri twitter facebook and so on there isn't much point in putting them on bnt because they're already there many thanks to those who've been putting them elsewhere please do translations too thanks as always to the wonderful mohammed butt and brand new tube for providing the platform for the record, this channel's not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr Colin Barron's amazing videos, which are always pertinent and always entertaining. Visit 21st Century Wire, Daily Expose... Expose? I'm not sure which it is. Daily Iconic.com, PrincipeofScientific.com and The Light Paper. Please visit my websites, vernoncolman.org and vernoncoleman.com. vernoncolman.org is easier for emailing and sending stuff to other people. Finally, although it may feel like it at times, please remember, you are not alone. More and more people are waking up, and once they are awake, they don't go back to sleep. If we're going to win this war, and we have to win this war, We have to fight hard with passion and with determination and by spreading the truth. Distrust the government, avoid mass media and fight the lies. And thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.